Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with The Pop Health Show, and this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. I'm really excited today. We've got Amanda Burry on the show. Amanda is with uh, Kairos, uh, Kairos, um, sorry, and uh, Kairos helps health systems best match uh, to patients with search, match, and scheduling. So using search, match, and scheduling, really innovative solution. Um, they're really doing some innovative things in this matching space on the provider-patient side. And Amanda leads channel development and all of that strategy and all these efforts at Kairos. And uh, so super excited to have Amanda on the show. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today, Anthony. I'm really excited to be here talking about all things healthcare. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, along those lines, Amanda. So you know you're you're heavily in healthcare. Uh, you really understand this space and the dynamics and the consumerization between patients and providers. So I'd love to go deeper on those elements on on this episode. But maybe you can take us a little bit back. Tell us about your origin story. Tell us the steps and series of events that have led you to where you're at today. Yeah, so I've been in the digital marketing element of healthcare for about the last 18 years, really focusing on health systems being able to acquire um, patients online, which is relatively um, a new strategy for health systems. But I always say that my passion for healthcare started back in the mid 80s when my mom started a medical billing service from our house um, in 1988. Um, she started off with a couple providers uh, in the Chicagoland area, and this was long before electronic medical records. And so she started to do billings and collections for anesthesiologists in the Chicagoland area. And her business boomed from about three to five providers to over 70 providers. So for the course of about 30 years, she ran um, a medical billing service. And that was really my first uh, toe dip in the water into the business side of healthcare, which really became my passion was how are providers connecting with patients as it relates to billing and revenue and this engagement model that they had. Um, so that was really where my, my first foray into healthcare started. Nice, nice. So super, super interesting background and, um, you know, kudos, kudos to your mom and to your parents for, um, for, uh, you know, kind of setting kind of the groundwork and, and laying the foundation for your, your passions. Uh, and along those lines of, of passions, maybe you could tell us a little bit deeper. So Kairos works on some really interesting things on the provider matching side. You're working on some really fascinating things in a in a time that's that's paving the way for a lot of possibilities. But tell, talk to us about one or two topics in health that you're passionate about today. And also not just, you know, how, how those dynamics work, but, but why, are, are, why is there so much attention in this space right now? Yeah. So when I first started in the area of this digital health or this idea of patients being able to search for care, I take it back to when I started in 2006, I started with a company called Reach Local. And we were really focused on digital marketing. We were really the first to market to be able to sell Google products uh, to businesses and brands out there. 
And this idea of patients searching for care was something very new. And I remember asking my mom, you know, do you think doctors and the MRI clinics you work with would ever be interested in putting some ads up on Google? And she said, nobody's ever going to click on those ads. People are only getting referrals. That's how people are seeking care. And if we fast forward now to 2019, we think about how dramatic that landscape has really changed, where you would go to your physician and they would tell you exactly who you would need to see next. And you didn't really ask a lot of questions. You didn't really do a lot of research. Maybe you asked a couple family or friends. But now this explosion of online has really taken patients um, to the next level as it meets their needs of searching for the right care. And when Kairos was first developed by our CEO, Dr. Graham Gardner, he's Mm -hmm. a cardiologist by trade, and he was a very specific cardiologist. And what kept happening was patients would wait weeks or months to see him just to find out that he was actually the wrong cardiologist for them. Mm. And so he developed this idea around like the book Moneyball, this idea of leveraging big data or leveraging data to be able to pull together this, you know, really killer team of Mm -hmm. individuals that were going to deliver. And that idea of Kairos was really developed around how do you take that those thousands of different pieces of data that live out there about your physicians? You think about all these different layers that make up physicians how they practice, what's their specialty and subspecialty, what type Mm -hmm. of insurances do they take, what's their availability, um, what languages do they speak, and all of those data assets assets can then be married up to how patients are seeking care. So if I'm a patient here in Chicago, maybe I want to see somebody within five miles of my house, maybe I want to make sure that they have Blue Cross and Blue Shield PPO. And so the first foundational element that we really focus on is this idea of um, optimizing the provider profiles for their clinical scopes of practice. How do we look at all of those different elements to make sure that we can provide the right match between patient and provider? Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. No, this is super powerful. And if you can imagine there is a... um, uh, an interesting phenomenon of consumerization when it comes to search um, these days, right? And so, uh, when I'm sick, right, and when you're sick, right, you, you know, you're you're just go to your primary care doctor, and kind of that's that. But there's an opportunity for you know getting more specific. And so, I love the money uh, money ball analogy. Can you tell us a little bit about you know? online, the online element and the consumerization of what's happening and why, why, you know, a company like yours is, is so much more in demand and, you know, what are the right things in place that have paved the way, right? So everyone's like searching online, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going online to always like see, see what's going on with your own health and Googling stuff up. And, um, so tell us a little bit more on kind of the elements and and the foundational elements that, that, um, are in place today that paved the way for, for Kairos. Yeah. So once we have that perfect search and match down, uh, one of the levers that we're able to pull through our technology is this idea of enabling consumers to take control of their own care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google recently released some numbers that said they are up to 1 billion search queries a day around healthcare topics, which is about 70,000 searches per minute of patients searching for conditions, treatments, medication, and care. And when Mm -hmm. you really look at what we're able to do is 
um, we really power that find a physician or find a doctor piece of hospital system websites, which is traditionally the most viewed section of a website. And it really allows health systems to cast a very wide net across their ecosystem to say, if a patient is searching for something as simple as a flu shot to something more complex as atrial fibrillation, how do mm-hmm. we connect that patient and then enable them to be able to schedule schedule directly online back into the underlying EHR, mm-hmm. which is relatively a newer concept. Um, we've been able to get Ubers, you know, at any corner across the U.S. We've been able to book tables for two to fifteen people on Open Table. This idea for not only the change management to happen within healthcare systems, for providers to be comfortable to open up their schedules, but also for technologies like Kairos to be able to pull that information in real time from the underlying EHR like an Epic or Cerner is a very complicated task and is not easy. And so what we've been able to do for our 40 plus clients is we've been able to curate that information out of the EHRs and then surface it to the patients that are seeking that level of care. Um, Even though people want to schedule online, we still know that about 60% of all consumers pick up the phone to schedule an appointment because they want that personalized level of service. So it's really that Um, that yin and yang between wanting to talk to somebody and schedule something, but also wanting the freedom to be able to book online, whether it's through mobile, desktop, or your tablet, when you're on the go. Um, There's this on-demand that consumers have right now that they want care when and where they need it. So it's Mm -hmm. really all about that fine balance for health systems to be able to deliver on-the-go care, but also mm-hmm. provide that really concierge level of delivery of appointments when they're calling into those patient access centers. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a novel approach to the market, and it's it's tapping into that you know the the capacity phenomenon that a uh, that an Uber or Airbnb has has done as well. But in a you know, it's it's refreshing that you guys are doing this uh, approach to the market, and if you're a provider. Um, what's the what's the way that you know a provider would engage with 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 Kairos? Um, would they contact you guys and then it's something that sits on top of the CRM or sits on top of their EHR connects that way? How does the engagement work? Like once a, once a provider is interested, they say, "Hey, I, this concept, this is really interesting. I'd like to apply it." Yeah, so traditionally we work with pretty large enterprise health systems. We have about 40 of the largest health systems currently in our book Mm -hmm. of business as our partners. And what happens is we take a very clinical approach to the physician data. We have an amazing staff, chief medical officer and her team, where we've curated a library of about 25,000 different terms, both clinical and lay that allow us to then configure those provider profiles. So we actually work with the department leads or the department chairs within the organizations to help optimize and configure those provider profiles. And I'll give you a great example. Um, Let's say you're an orthopedic surgeon and you only wanna focus on knees and hips. We Mm wanna make sure that keywords that consumers are searching for like shoulder pain or rotator cuff surgery are not clinically configured to that provider because we want to make sure that that provider 
is being um, searched for and also booked appointments for based on those needs that they're trying to serve, like knee pain, knee surgery, or, or hip replacement. So we really take a clinical approach to configuring those profiles. And that Mm -hmm. is really important around data governance. That's really important around how the consumer is being matched with that with that provider. And it goes back to about 25% of patients are actually matched with the wrong provider. So configuring those profiles in the beginning foundationally is really important to the success of the organization being able to book those appropriate appointments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting process. And I, I, yeah, no, thanks for laying, laying out how that works exactly. Um, along the lines of the, you know, so congratulations on the growth. And obviously I know you're a big force behind that. So it's pretty phenomenal, the growth that you guys have been experiencing. Can you tell us a little bit of, I know you, you and I <laughs> separately, I've had a lot of conversations about channel development, right? And so we've talked about on the show from VC perspectives, provider perspectives, payer perspectives, when you see an innovation, when you see a solution to a problem that's out there, it's almost like, oh my gosh, this has to be distributed out there. And with Kairos, it's that way as well. It's just like, oh my gosh, like every provider, you know, needs this. Every city in the country, so many places in the world need this. Um, tell us a little bit about channel development. What, when your day in the life, like when, when, what's the difference that makes the difference in trying to distribute the solution and, and set the right arrangements and business development, uh, you know, arrangements? Maybe, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, you have a solution, you need to, you need to distribute it out there. Tell us about the physics and how, what, what are the processes that need to be in place to do so? Yeah, so I think, you know, I've being in the industry for the past 18 years, um, and especially in healthcare and how fast everything is starting to move, you know, healthcare has traditionally been, you know, every punchline joke around, you know, slow to develop, slow to adopt. But really, I think there's an acceleration in the need to deliver this consumerism and this digital approach. And so a lot of times we're trying to fit round pegs and square holes, and it just doesn't mm-hmm. work. And I think when we look at the Kairos solution and we look at our capabilities within the market, we really look at have to look at channel development and strategies as where does our solution help bridge a gap? So we mm-hmm. look at the CRM world, for instance, we have a partnership with Salesforce Health Cloud, and we really help access center agents complete the search match and scheduling functionality within that health cloud component. Uh, Last Wednesday, we announced our partnership with Microsoft and their Dynamics Mm -hmm. platform. And again, helping to bridge the gap in that search match and scheduling functionality. And so we really look at channel opportunities as where are we going to help provide the most value for the solution that we're partnering with? Um, Mm -hmm. We definitely looked at solutions where we're like, this is just not a fit. Like it sounds great and it maybe could work, but is it really going to work? And I think a lot of times in healthcare, there's so many of us moving so quickly in so many different directions. Uh, We also need to dial it back and think about the patient at the center of that interaction. And I think our partnerships with CRM, I think our partnerships with IBM, where we're powering um, 
chat functionalities and that dialogue mm-hmm. that's happening between, um, you know, a, a chatbot and a patient is really interesting. Um, so we're just trying to really make sure that we're very thoughtful in not only the patient experience, but also how our technology is living within that overall ecosystem that we might be partnering with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, super exciting, Amanda, and congratulations on the Microsoft, um, a, a, you know, uh, partnership. That's that's super exciting, very fascinating. Um, you know, gives gives you know such an opportunity for further distribution. So, congratulations on that. Um, along the lines of you know, a couple things you mentioned about you know consumer engagement, empowering the consumer, chatbots, and things like that. So, in this world of search, match, and scheduling, you know, between provider and patient, um, maybe. Well, I guess tell us a little bit about your vision of the future. Like, where is this all going? Some of the things you're working on, your passion projects, you know, in, in the health arena. Where is the where where is the future of health going from your perspective? I love to hear your your vision. Yeah, so I think a couple of exciting things. I talked about this a little bit before. Is this this acceleration in healthcare? We're seeing systems moving a little bit more quickly, and there's little. A uh, bit less friction around, like we're going to pilot it, right? Like that—that that was what a lot of us heard, you know, five to seven years ago in healthcare was like, let's just do a small pilot, and then like you're in this habitual pilot phase where everything's <laughs> a pilot and it's frustrating, right? right? Uh, right. I think we're seeing larger scale rollouts, which is really exciting. Uh, right. You know. Uh, I think something that's really exciting is we're coming to meetings where people that have worked at health systems for 14 to 20 years together, we're bringing them together in one room because they've been so siloed traditionally that we're really breaking down those silos and saying, hey, our technology is working not only with your marketing team, but also your patient access team and also IT Mm -hmm. and also your data warehouse. So people that, you know, have never met at a health system before, we're bringing them together and helping them accomplish a project. And, you know, a lot of that is around this rapid expansion and reimagination of call centers, which seems really Um, it's not very sexy, right? It's a call center, Mm -hmm. but they're really being enhanced and reimagined to these patient experience centers. And I think CRM has a lot to do with that. It's, it's giving the entire system a 360 degree view of the patient that they've never had before. Yes. There's always going to be the EHRs like Epic and Cerner and Athena. They're always going to be there as that foundation, but how do we build on those and how do we utilize tools and technologies across care coordinators and marketing and access center agents to be able to get a real live view of that patient and really track and see their progress over time. And so those things are really exciting to me. Um, I think mobile is still something in healthcare that has a far way to go. We still do a lot of our presentations talking about desktop and desktop usage. Um, You know, over 70% of all searches that we see and 70% of activity to health system websites is mobile. So how are we paring down the experience and how are we um, stopping some of those bridges that patients have to get through filling out long forms, taking them through long questionnaires and and different decisions that they have to make in order to seek care? Um, really making it as easy as like one to two clicks, I think is something that um, we can probably do a better job at. And that's something that we're definitely exploring. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, no, and just to play that back from hearing correct, you know, um, your vision of the future, you know, the patient being in control, that that is definitely something we're seeing, you know, reimagining the call center, uh, you know, in terms of making them more like patient access centers. The, the mobile side, super fascinating. It's something, you know, we sh- not struggle, but we think a lot about at Health Hero. Uh, I'm curious, Amanda, what would you say, like, the hospitals out there have these EHR mobile apps now, and, and like the Epics and Cerners have all their, these different apps that they push out. Uh, with Kairos, um, you know, in the matching side, is, is it a separate, your vision, do you see, like, solutions like yours being a separate mobile app on the patient's phone, or is it something that's integrated? What, what trends are you seeing there? Is it separate apps or integrated apps into the EHR apps? Yeah. So app adoption is really hard, right? Like in order to get somebody to adopt an app, you really have to make the value for them there. So the one thing that we've done at Kairos, which has been super successful, is we've opened up an API for developers and specifically for our healthcare system clients where they can leverage our API to power any of the mobile applications they have. So an example would be Piedmont um, Health down in... um, Piedmont Healthcare down in Atlanta, Georgia, something that they did was they took our application or our API and they have it powering their Wayfinder within their Piedmont mobile app. So when Mm -hmm. patients get on campus in order to find their appointment, they can do turn-by-turn directions um, being powered by the Kairos piece for that physician's office location. So what we're doing is we're simply organizing that data in a way that makes it super easy and accessible for mobile developers and uh, developers within the health system to be able to leverage that to use in multiple places around the network. Um, So again, we're foundationally building that provider data so that it's normalized across the entire health system so that no Mm -hmm. matter if somebody's calling into the access center, looking up online or using that wayfinding app, they're all going to get the same data. There's going to be no discrepancies in the data. And that is really critically important. So by opening up those doors for them to be able to develop on it, I think that's probably the most powerful integration that we have into mobile. Nice, nice. No, thank you for laying that out. Yeah, no, I appreciate the clarity. You know, there's a lot of our listeners that are, you know, when it comes to the topic of mobile, it's kind of like, what should be the right mental model for thinking about it? And, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, easy to say from like, if you're working at a provider or EHR company or a new healthcare digital startup to say, oh, my app, (laughs) my app belongs on the front page of the, of of a user's, you know, uh, you know, screen. And sometimes that's not the case, you know, but, you know, having a, a valuable integrated approach is the, is definitely the best, you know, uh, mindset. Amanda, this is super exciting. I, I'm, I'm really fascinated uh, by the growth of Kairos and what you're doing. It's, it's super exciting, the distribution that you guys are getting and the way that you're pushing, you know, these opportunities forward and the conviction you're having right on, um, this provider matching world, which, you know, there's so much waste still needs to be kind of like dredged out of the system through a solution like yours. Um, and really, um, pleased that you were able to share your background, your passions for healthcare on this episode. Um, Amanda, what would be a good way for our listeners to engage with you, um, or potential providers that are interested in your solution at, at Kairos? Uh, if, if they like to reach out to you, what would be a good way to do so? Yeah, you can always visit our website at kairos.com. We're across social media at kairos. That's K-Y-R-U-U-S. Um, or you could uh, 
touch base with me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Chow Gal Chicago. Um, that's an easy way to find me. Um, and or you can email me at a Burry, A-B-U-R-Y at Kyrus.com. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll link to those links and uh, in the show notes and really appreciate it. And as you go throughout the year, land more partnerships, more distribution, love for you to come back, share your stories with us and how everything's going. Um, and to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for people that are passionate about health, passionate about making other people healthy in the world and the creations, processes, technology that people are putting together to do so. Amanda, thanks again so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.